You're listening to a message from our Young Adult Bible Study. We hope this podcast is a blessing to you. To learn more about our ministry, go to peacechurch.cc slash youngadults. Us in mind as young adults. And so I really believe that this will be fruitful. And the reason we go to scripture is because Jesus says, if you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. And I think that we will find that to be true as well as we spend time in Colossians 1 together. So Colossians 1, 1 through 2 says, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God and Timothy, our brother, to the saints and faithful brothers of Christ in Christ at Colossae, grace to you and peace from God our Father. Usually when we're reading scripture, especially the epistles in scripture, this is the kind of section that we skim past uh, because it seems like it's not saying much. In fact, it is quite literally like an envelope. It's just the address label to the letter. And when we get letters, we rip past the envelope. We don't spend much time on it. Um, So it might seem like this isn't saying much, but this is an incredibly important address label. (laughs) Which is, yeah. What Paul is doing is he is setting up the entire letter. So Paul is setting up the entire letter of Colossians. He is prefacing the theme of the entire letter. And the theme that we see already this far in the letter is that God is at the center of this letter. He can't help but mention God multiple times in both sentences. God's will, God's grace, God's peace. Um, Why is Paul focusing so much on God? Because God is the theme of the letter. God is the center of his message. God is good, and we proclaim God's goodness. God's goodness is shown in his creation. I think he, we all know he makes the world beautifully. He governs it by the laws of nature, by gravity, by the laws of energy, the wavelengths of light. God's creation is beautiful. All of those things are his idea. God's goodness is shown in his moral perfection. He doesn't have a certain amount of good morality. He is goodness. He doesn't have a certain amount of strength. He is strong. He doesn't have a certain amount of wisdom. He is wise. He, he is good. God's goodness is also shown in his love for us on the cross. He went to the cross on our behalf, defeating our enemy of sin and death. He is good. And that is why Paul opens his letter focusing on God, putting God at the center at every level. So what I want to do today, as I hold my Bible, is open up to Colossians. It was upside down. And I want us to focus on the entire letter of Colossians. Not just the first two verses, um, and actually not just the first chapter, but the entire letter. This month, we're only focusing on chapter one, but just like how these two verses are prefacing the first chapter, the first chapter, in a sense, sets up the rest of the letter. And so I think it'll be good just for us to hear the entire letter read so we know um, what is after chapter one. Um, I went to a conference once, or no, I wasn't there, but I I listened to it. I listened to a lot of conference speakers. Um, I have a steady diet of good conference speakers. Um, John Piper, Tim Keller, R.C. Sproul, Matt Chandler, great guys, great conference speakers. It's good to have a good steady diet of good 
speakers that you listen to if you listen to sermons outside of church, um, which is a good, another plug for why you should all come to the conference in January. You can't all come, but you all should. Um, I'll, you should all try to sign up. That'd be awesome if we had a waiting list. We'll get another van. I was watching a conference, and um, they did something that annoyed me. They had all of the keynote speakers on the stage. So not just one of them, but all of them on the stage. And instead of giving a message that they prepared, they just said, hey, open to the book of Ephesians. We're just going to read Ephesians. And they just read Ephesians. And that made me upset at first because I was like, I, I want to listen to your like prepared thoughts on the Bible. I want you to teach me. I don't want you to just read the Bible. I can do that on my own. I, got, I was annoyed. Um, but I realized that um, I had an idol in my heart that I believed that the words of a speaker could be more valuable than the words of God. And so what I want to do and I'm very excited that I'm doing this, is I want the majority of words that I speak tonight to just be the words of God. So I'm going to read the book of Colossians, and you're going to see these themes come out in it. Um, Christ is Lord over all creation. Jesus has secured our redemption. He's secured the redemption for his people. The redemption that Jesus has won for us propels us to battle sin pursue holiness and learn to live as distinct Christians and, and as distinct Christian households. And lastly, that we should combat false teaching by pointing to Jesus. That's what Paul does. So as I read Colossians, um, I want you guys to not just be mindless listeners, but to be prayerful listeners. And I want you to consider um, on your phone, on a piece of paper, wherever you can write it, actually jot down the things that come to your mind. Think about the things that God is, how God is using his word to challenge or encourage you. So um, if you want to just use your mind and remember it, go ahead and try. But I think it's, it's worthwhile to write it down if something comes to your mind. Um, think about how God is encouraging or challenging you as I read. Colossians 1. I'm pre-game by drinking some water. Okay, what do you say? I don't know what you're saying. Okay. Here we go. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, and Timothy, our brother, to the saints and faithful brothers in Christ at Colossae, grace to you and peace from God our Father. We always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you, since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and the love that you have for all the saints, because of the hope laid up for you in heaven. Of this you have heard before in the word of truth, the gospel, which has come to you, as indeed in the whole world it is bearing fruit and increasing, as it does also among you, since the day you heard it and understood the grace of God in truth, just as you learned it from Epaphras, our beloved fellow servant, he is a faithful minister of Christ on your behalf and has made known to us your love in the Spirit. And so from the day we heard, we have not ceased to pray for you, asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding, so as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. 
May you be strengthened with all power according to his glorious might for all endurance and patience with joy, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints of light. He has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved Son in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in everything he might be preeminent. For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of his cross. And you who were once alienated and hostile in mind, doing evil deeds, he has now reconciled in his body of flesh by his death in order to present you holy and blameless and above reproach before him. If indeed you continue in the faith, Stable and steadfast, not shifting from the hope of the gospel that you heard, which has been proclaimed in all creation under heaven, and of which I, Paul, became a minister. Now I rejoice in my sufferings for your sake, and in my flesh I am filling up what is lacking in Christ's afflictions for the sake of his body, that is, the church, of which I became a minister according to the stewardship from God that was given to me for you to make the word of God fully known the mystery hidden for ages and generations, but now revealed to his saints. To them God chose to make known how great among the Gentiles are the riches of the glory of this mystery, which is in Christ, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Him we proclaim, warning everyone and teaching everyone with all wisdom that we may present everyone mature in Christ. For this I toil, struggling with all his energy that he powerfully works within me. For I want you to know how great a struggle I have for you, for those at Laodicea, and for all who have not seen me face to face, that their hearts may be encouraged, being knit together in love, to reach, to, to reach all the riches of full assurance of understanding and the knowledge of God's mystery, which is Christ, in whom all are, are hidden are all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. I say this in order that no one may delude you with plausible arguments. For, there, for though I am absent in body, yet I am with you in spirit, rejoicing to see your good order and firmness of your faith in Christ. Therefore, as you received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. See to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit according to human tradition, according to the elemental spirits of the world, and not according to Christ. For in him we have whole fullness of deity dwells bodily, and you have been filled in him who is the head of all, rule and authority. In him also you were circumcised with a circumcision made without hands, putting off the body of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ. Having been buried with him in baptism, in which you were also raised with him through faith in the powerful working of God who raised him from the dead. And you who were dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made alive together with him, having forgiven us all our trespasses by canceling the record of debt that stood against us with its legal demands. 
This he set aside, nailing it to the cross. He disarmed the rulers and authorities and put them to open shame by triumphing over them in him. Therefore, let no one pass judgment on you in questions of food and drink or in regard to a festival or a new moon or a Sabbath. These are a shadow of the things to come, but the substance belongs to Christ. Let no one disqualify you, insisting on asceticism and worship of angels, going in details about visions, puffed up without reason by sensuous mind, not and not holding fast to the head from whom the whole body nourished and knit together through its joints and ligaments grows with the growth that is from God. If with Christ you died to the elemental spirits of the world, why, as if you were still alive in the world, do you submit to regulations? Do not handle, do not taste, do not touch, referring to the things that perish as they are used, according to human precepts and teachings. These have indeed an appearance of wisdom in promoting self-made religion and asceticism and severity to the body, but they are of no value in stopping the indulgence of the flesh. If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. For you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. On account of these things, the wrath of God is coming. In these you too once walked when you were living in them, but now you must put them all away. Anger, wrath, malice, slander, and obscene talk from your mouth. Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. Here there is not Greek and Jew, circumcised and uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave, free, but Christ is all and in all. Put on, then, as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another, and if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other, as the Lord has forgiven you, so you must also forgive. And above all these things, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony, and let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thanksgiving and with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Wives, submit to your husbands as is fitting in the Lord. Husbands, love your wives and do not be harsh with them. Children, obey your parents in everything, for this pleases the Lord. Fathers, do not provoke your children, lest they become discouraged. Bond servants, obey in everything those who are your earthly masters, not by way of eye service as people pleasers, but with sincerity of heart, fearing the Lord. Whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the inheritance as your reward. You are serving the Lord Jesus Christ. For the wrongdoer will be paid back for the wrong he has done, and there is no partiality. Masters, treat your bond service justly and fairly, 
knowing that you have a master in heaven. Continue steadfastly in prayer, being watchful in it with thanksgiving. At the same time, pray also for us that God may open us a door for the word to to declare the mystery of Christ on account of which I am in prison, that I may make it clear which is how I ought to speak. Walk in wisdom toward outsiders, making the best use of the time. Let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how, so that you may know how you ought to answer each person. Tychicus will be with you in all my activ- will tell you about all my activities. He is a beloved brother and faithful minister and fellow servant in the Lord. I have sent him for you this very purpose, that you may know how we are, and that he may encourage your hearts. And with him, Onesimus, our faithful and beloved brother, who is one of you. They will tell you of everything that has taken place here. Aristarchus, my, fa- my fellow prisoner greets you, and Mark, the cousin of Barnabas, concerning whom you have received instructions. If he comes to you, welcome him. And Jesus, who is called Justice, these are only these are the these are the only men of, circum, of the circumcision among my fellow workers for the kingdom of God, and they have been a comfort to me. Epaphras, who is one of you, a servant of Christ Jesus, greets you, always struggling on your behalf in his prayers, that you may stand mature and fully assured in, in all the will of God. For I bear him witness that he has worked hard for you and for those in Laodicea and Hierapolis. Luke, the beloved physician, greets you as does Demas. Give my greetings to the brothers at Laodicea and to Nympha and the church in her house. And when this letter has been read among you, have it also read in the church of Laodiceans and see that you also read the letter from Laodicea. And say to Archippus, see that you fulfill the ministry that you have received in the Lord. I, Paul, write this greeting with my own hand. Remember my chains. Grace be with you. This is the word of the Lord. During this next month, um, I would encourage you guys to read Colossians. Uh, Make a habit of doing that. Uh, Particularly Colossians 1. I think it'd be good for us to challenge and to be encouraged by um, reading Colossians 1 um, habitually, routinely, however you have time. I just think that'd be a good challenge to consider. The most powerful words aren't most powerful words aren't the words of a devotional or a speaker, but the most powerful words are the words of God. So, let's spend time talking about God's word. Here are the questions for our discussion groups. What stuck out to you in Colossians um, as it was read, which it was me- it was written to be read? If you caught that towards the end, um, what stuck out to you in Colossians? Something, multiple things, maybe just one. What are the main points that you see Paul making in his letter? Uh, But then, hopefully, kind of set your camp down in Colossians 1 um, and skim it as a group. Uh, What do you see that encourages or challenges you? And lastly, how can you grow in your faith during this spiritual journey through Colossians? Awesome. I'm going to pray, and then we're going to go to our groups. Father, thank you for your word. God, Jesus, I pray that you 
um, just make yourself more and more known to us in our hearts. And Holy Spirit, please move in our minds and our hearts. And God, may we, as we handle your truth, uh, see it clearer and clearly. And I pray that these discussion groups go well. God, I pray for the young adults in this room um, that you just draw their, um, their eyes towards you. In your name we pray, amen. Cool. So we'll be in our groups for about 30 minutes just reading God's word together, studying God's word together. And then uh, I'll come up and I'll pray. Uh, but after I'm done praying, um, you guys will have prayer request cards at your table and um, I'll encourage you guys to share prayer requests if you have any. So, sweet. Enjoy discussion.